Welcome to We Write Songs, a podcast for all songwriters. Whether you're a well-established working songwriter or just about to write your very first song. I'm Celine Ellis. And I'm Tara Henton. Hello and welcome back to the We Write Songs podcast. Summer is a distant memory, Tara. Oh, it is long gone. <laughs> but it, we did have a bit of a, a, a boost of summer at, in the beginning of September, didn't we? Which kind of... Um, well, actually, it just made me too hot for a week, to be fair. Yeah, it did. It did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and now it's it's autumn. There's no denying it. So we're here. Hope you missed us. <laughs> and we've got an exciting program of podcasts over the next few weeks and months for you. Um, we're going to be starting to introduce guest podcasts, which is exciting for us. Um, oh, most definitely. Uh, we've got some exciting people who are going to come in and talk about either their songwriting career, um, uh, other aspects of songwriting that they're involved with from uh, movie and TV sync placements to how to make money as a songwriter all the way through to people who may have written some of the uh, some big songs in the past and we're going to talk about that process. So we're really excited for that. Super but don't worry, excited. there'll be plenty of our food analogies and banter, Tara. And we don't want you guys to get hungry. So. <laughs> <laughs> like we always <laughs> seem to be. Uh, so we're going to kick you off. This episode is actually a really exciting one. And it's something that uh, a listener actually uh, requested. They said they oh. would like to know how you kind of make the, the, the evolution, I suppose, from being a new songwriter into being no longer a new songwriter. The evolution, the evolution of a songwriter. And I, I, get I love it. it. I, I love get it. it. Because at what point do you no longer class yourself as a new songwriter? How many songs have you got to write? Is there even a number that you kind of, once I've written song number X, am I no longer a... And then what's the next step? Are you then a mediocre songwriter? Are you a... What's the next bit? I don't know. A lukewarm songwriter? No. I, I think, you know, they say Christmas is a feeling. I think, I think this, it's a feeling. I don't think it's a number. I think it's, it's to do with confidence, experience, kind of n not even in terms of your output, but in terms of like where, wh what attention you're getting and how you're, ne there's so yeah. many aspects of it, I think. But I know, I, I mean, I don't think there is maybe a, a magic number. I think it's obviously the more you write, the more opportunity you're going to mm. have to, to build your, you know, your, your skill and, and hone that craft. So you're going to get closer to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a really interesting question. I thought I so. It. I thought it'd be, that's why we, we, we're talking about it because uh, you and I love a, a deep dive into stuff like this. We but, do. We do. Um, I guess actually one of the biggest things that came to mind when I thought about this, uh, that can maybe stall people developing as a songwriter is is when they they compare themselves to somebody else who is at the top of their game and they're not giving themselves the opportunity to kind of learn and to kind of move up the the songwriting ladder so to speak yeah I agree with that I I think you know because this is the thing right we want to become songwriters and we idolize mm. songwriters and and also, I mean, this links on to, you know, that, that quote I was telling you about, um, Ira Glass, um, American public radio personality, I believe is the Wikipedia <laughs> line on it. Excellent. Um, I, I came across, before I even knew who Ira Glass was, I came across a, a brilliant quote 
And it's, it's always just kind of been stuck in my songwriting book. Mm. I just have a printout of it. Um, and I'll just read a little bit. Some of you might have already heard this and we will put a link in the show notes for this. But just so you know what we're talking about, the quote goes like this. It says, nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. I love that. Mm. But there is this gap And basically he goes on to say, you know, for the first few years that you're exploring what that means for you as a creative, the stuff you're producing just isn't going to be that good. And you're going to feel this disparity between what you're creating and what you're aspiring to create. And he goes on to say, you know, a lot of people never get past this phase. They quit because they just, that's the banging your head on the piano Sesame Street thing. Like, I'll never get it. Never. I'm never going to be able to, to do this. Um, and you know, but basically what he's saying is you have to push through that. And the the way that you're going to improve is doing a lot of work. And every time you're doing that, you're going to get closer and closer eventually to to reaching somewhere closer to what you were aspiring to to create. Um, and I mean, we'll put the whole quote there for you, but it is absolutely fantastic. Oh, Um, and I absolutely 110% agree with it as well, because I got into songwriting because I was inspired by other songwriters and I'm still think I'm so far off the mark from the people that I aspire to or have inspired me. But over time, the more songs I write and the more things and, and situations and stuff I get involved with, my writing develops. And I think as a songwriter to kind of develop as a songwriter you have got to be writing songs I mean it does sound quite obvious but it is quite imperative right like you can't just read about writing songs you have to actually do it um but it's interesting what you're saying there because I don't think I might be wrong on this but I don't think I think anybody who's a songwriter it doesn't matter like how far along their journey they are there are always going to be people that they look up to Hmm. And that they aspire to be like, so there's no end to it. You know, I, I think wherever you are along that path, yeah, you, you, you're probably going to have more skill than some people just starting out, but there's yeah. always going to be other people that you're going to be looking up to and aspiring to and putting on that pedestal yeah. and feeling like I'm never going to be as, as good at that. Or if I wish I, I, I think one of the biggest compliments you can ever give a songwriter is to say, I wish I, I wish I had written that song. Absolutely. But also... I think my personal opinion of this is that there's no winners or losers in songwriting. You don't confirm, I mean, there's, there's Grammy awards, there's other recognitions, Ivor Novello's, all that kind of stuff. But actually in, in the world of songwriting, there is no winners and losers. There's just more songs. I think we shared, was it a, a, a little cartoon that we shared in the community maybe a couple of months mm. ago where you, I think it was basically like, oh, my song's not as good as that one kind of thing. And then in the next box, it was like the audience's impression of it is great. I get two songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm probably doing a rubbish description of that, but it's <laughs> like, you know, we, we set ourselves up to think that our song's not as good as someone yes. else's when actually anyone listening is just really happy to listen to both of them. <laughs> We're giving them more things to listen to. I completely, completely agree with that. But yeah, that quote really kind of hits home, doesn't it? That and and the very last line of it, I love it. It finishes on you know basically it's normal to take a while to get to the point where you're kind of closing that gap. And then the last line is you've just got to fight your way through. Yes, and I love that. Like it's that perseverance Mm. and that just 
not being so hard on yourself and just, it, yeah. it is, it's a bit, sometimes it is a bit of a fight. You know, we all have those days where we think, oh God, how can this be so hard? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And then you're like, I guess if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? And also it's kind of how you're measuring that success or development as well. I think that can be very different to very, to different people. Hmm. Um, if you're a songwriter that has never actually uh, done anything with your songs, you're still a songwriter, you're still developing as a songwriter. Or if you're a songwriter where you re- somebody or yourself released the first song you ever wrote, that doesn't put you any further ahead than someone who's wrote 100 songs but never released any. It's, it's different. It's different for different people, what your objective is and what the reasons are that you're actually a songwriter. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes, you know, it's we hold ourselves back and, and we are always harder on ourselves, I think, than anybody else's. And I mean, we were saying before, I do think imposter syndrome has a lot to answer for with some people and, and not letting that get in the way of yeah, you developing. It held, it held me back for ages. Massively. Um, I was writing for years before I started even letting anybody hear what I was writing because I felt so, I don't know, I was so like, oh God, I don't want them to listen to this. You know, what oh, if they really? think this and what if they think that? Yeah, I, I, I for ages, I was like a closet songwriter. Um, wow. I, I like, you know, I very rarely would let anybody listen to anything that I wrote. Um, Imposter syndrome is a real thing though. It, it is a real thing. It, it's a real yeah. thing, but it's also a real thing at all levels. Um, I watched uh, the um, Lewis Capaldi documentary on Netflix recently about, oh, I haven't watched it yet, yeah, but I've heard it's, it's very it's, good. It's a very good watch. Um, it obviously goes into his kind of struggles discovering his Tourette's and his struggles performing live. And the pressure he puts on himself, I believe, is is the um, a contributing factor to that. But also how he struggles with imposter syndrome. You know, he, he keep, keeps referring to himself as the fat kid from Scotland. Uh, and, you know, doesn't give himself the kind of... Um, kudos that I think he deserves and then I read something uh, a month or so ago actually uh, about Lady Gaga and she's massive oh, interesting absolutely massive star global star and she was talking about how at the beginning of her career she was so insecure about what she was doing she used all those shock elements you know, interesting the meat suit we all remember the meat suit. <laughs> Wearing meat, yes. <laughs> and then she got stuck in a in a in a spiral where actually she was then worried that if she didn't do the shock aspect, were people oh. actually going to even pay attention to her anymore? So That's I, interesting. I find it fascinating that people in that, you know, she she often says some, you know, she wakes up every morning and just to remind herself she is a superstar, that yeah. she's got fans that she's got people that are expecting stuff from her and expecting her to continue. And I was like, wow, that's actually quite a massive thing. But I, yeah, like you say, I mean, like just that feeling of someone's going to find it, find me out that I'm not really that good at this. And, you know, that people, you know, and even people that do, I guess, win awards and, you know, songwriting contests and stuff and then kind of feeling like, yeah, but, you know, they're going to find me out. Yeah. They're going to find me out that I don't really deserve that. Um, and, it, and I think we've all maybe felt like that from time to time. And I think it's when we're trying new things, when you almost have to kind of fake it to make it. Um, yes. That, yeah. that's, that's when my, you know, little bit of imposter syndrome comes in, when I'm pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and 
fearful that somebody's going to find out that I'm, that's something new for me. Um, yeah, I, I feel like an imposter when I write rap. <laughs> Just as a little yeah. example, I'm, I, I, this is, I was going to do this today for part of the songwriting challenge we're doing at the minute, the bingo thing. And yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I can't. I can't. My rap is dire. Someone's just going <laughs> to laugh it off. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it <laughs> at some point. Yeah. So actually, I get kind of imposter syndrome when I'm looking into certain co-writing situations that I join. When you and I are in a room together, you and I, are, I would... I'm, I'm hoping you and I are very both relaxed and we're kind of, uh, we chit chat in, in amongst things, but when I'm in a, Us a new... talking Celine, <laughs> no, never, never. <laughs> but when I'm in a new co-writing situation, especially if I'm in a, a co-write situation with someone I deem as in inverted comments, air quotes, better than I am. Yes. Yes. I kind of feel a little bit of imposter syndrome. I get quite nervous. I want to make sure I'm you know, bring in the right energy, bring in the right stuff. I don't want to be kind of found out, so to speak. But um, I think that's another way, actually, to develop as a songwriter is put yourself in these situations where you're in a co-write situation with people who are more experienced or maybe that you deem as better than yourself. Yes, I think you're right. That being said, I mean, I any any co-write that I do, I, you know, it's a privilege to do. And sometimes when you're writing somebody who maybe is a little bit less experienced, you know how they say, if you, if you can teach something to someone else, then you really understand it. And so I think sometimes if you're the one that's kind of leading, maybe just not like not spoon feeding, but leading the right and just providing that momentum, Mm. that's a really good experience as well. And I think that can make you feel validated because yeah. you don't feel like maybe there was someone else there doing the heavy lifting and it was just a fluke. It, it's like, no, mm. we wrote that song. And I, you know, I kind of I I steer, I steered yeah. that in a way where it made the whole right work for everybody. And that yeah. can be really empowering as well. So, but I agree with you. I think, you know, writing up, so to speak, you know, like deliberately putting yourself in situations, writing with people that you really, really respect as writers can can help you to level up as a writer and it mm. pushes you in a way. Also writing with people that do different, different genres can be really yes. interesting for that. That's helped me to develop a lot as a songwriter. Um, writing for sync is, is another way of, of, I think pushing yourself, developing yourself as a writer. Um, it just, mm. you have to just, I think you just have to think about, I've it's tried it once mindset. or twice yeah. and I really I struggled with it. I, I think I need I need to spend a little bit more time digging in with stuff like that. I think any new opportunities such as genre hopping, new co-writes, um, writing songs for other artists, uh, like you said, sync opportunities for, for TV, and then writing to brief. So if they've the TV or film have got a brief, if, if you can then challenge yourself to write to brief and see how you get on with that it's just new and different ways one of the things that I enjoy doing is challenging myself all the time and I think that's what's helped me develop as much as I have is because I'm constantly challenging myself I'm not letting myself stay in the same lane yeah because if you're coasting and I mean you know sometimes there's a time and a place for just you know I mean the other day I I wrote a song quite quickly and you know I needed to get something done and I wrote Mm. it quite quickly 
And I, is it the best song I've ever written? Probably not. But actually what I, what I was proud of myself for that was the time I managed to write it in. So that yes. was pushing myself to, to be able to write in a certain time frame and yeah. produce a song. Um, Here's our food analogy, just a pre-war. Go on, Celine. (laughs) There are some people who go to restaurants and every time they go to the restaurant, they order the same meal. Yeah, my husband. My husband does that. Okay, whereas there's some people, and this is me, go to a restaurant (laughs) and try different things. And I think that is just inherently who I am rather than... In songwriting um, and in dining. Yeah, (laughs) just in general. But I also love the fact that I know why people do it. They haven't been to that restaurant in so long. They've got a favourite thing that they do. I'm going to come and have my favourite thing because it's, you know, I've not been here for a while. I totally get it. But it's the same with songwriting. You can do your favourite thing, but you've got to push yourself and try new things because you don't even know if you're going to like the new thing or if the new thing is going to be your new favourite meal in the entire world. Yeah. Had this with uh, with our son trying to convince him that mushrooms were the devil. But- <laughs> Kids and food analogies don't go well either. Do they? Oh dear, very interesting. No, no, I take your point. Um, I, I so we're completely off topic from songwriting, yes. but I actually think my, my husband's always choosing the same food in a restaurant. I think with him, it's a decision fatigue situation. Oh, okay, yeah. He does not cope well with having menus that have lots and lots of different choices on them. Um, which is, I mean, it is. It does actually tie in with songwriting, not for this topic, but you know when we talked about putting, you know. Um, limitations limitations right um so i think that's part of it from that but then that's actually another way of developing as a songwriter is giving yourself limitations it can actually do the same thing as it's it's an opportunity to work with less so it forces you to be really creative yes absolutely about what like how you cope with that definitely Um, so i think that can actually work just as well for developing a songwriter as having new opportunities that are Mm. a plethora of choices um it's just the other side of it and then obviously once you've you've finished your meal (laughs) (laughs) then you have dessert celine i mean come on now (laughs) (laughs) but one of the things that i think um makes you step from the new songwriter into the realms of beyond that is you're you're making time to write oh yes you're not waiting till you've got time to write you're making time that you can write yeah I mean because otherwise you can have a situation where you've been writing for years but not actually showing much progress in yeah. what you're doing um no absolutely and I think we and we touched on this right in the beginning if you're going to be a songwriter you you have to you have to write and you have to you have to honor that mm. um you know it's it's a calling, right? I mean, you know, Gretchen Peters is famous for saying this, you know, she said, if you feel that you've got a calling to write, you are a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only way you're going to be able to honor that is to actually make time for it. Absolutely. Um, which is obviously very difficult. You know, we live busy lives and, and I mean, everybody, everybody has so many things pulling on their time. Um, I mean, we, you know, we could do a whole episode on, on just making time, to songwrite it's how do you do that it's come up a couple of times now i think yeah. that put it on to, the list celine we need to make time to record an episode about how you make time time <laughs> <for things. laughs> well we had time to put it on the list now we just have to actually record it <laughs> 
but I'm I'm guilty of it. I'm massively guilty of it. Um, especially now, my my personal life has changed and my free time is is restricted uh, or less than I used to have. I've had to change how I organise myself and how I kind of balance uh, um, my songwriting because I found myself getting into little kind of spirals of I'll listen to everything I did last time I wrote was having a writing session and then never actually moved anything forward so yeah yeah there's 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 uh time needs to be available to you you need to make the time and then you need to actually be organized so that if you've only got half an hour there are things you can do in half an hour as a songwriter oh absolutely i think it's it's the organization and the setting the priorities i think are are big things um and it's interesting you know you can't you can't actually make time, but I mean, I'm reading a really interesting book at the minute, which is all about, um, prioritizing and timekeeping, not specifically oh, for music, but just generally, um, what's it called? Coming back to the microphone now. Um, <laughs> it is called Workday Warrior. It's by, um, Anne Gomez, who's a, a fellow alumni of Queens University in Canada, which was kind of how I found oh, the book because it was in the alumni magazine. It's not specifically for songwriting, but just generally how to kind of manage your time better in the course mm. of a workday. But it's it's really interesting. She makes the point of saying you can't actually make time, but what you can do is protect time. Oh, I and, like that. And that because you know you can't physically time is a is a finite thing, right? Like you can't actually make more time. So even yeah. though we say make time for songwriting, what we actually mean is protect time for songwriting and prioritize time for songwriting. Um, and I really do believe, you know, we, we all, some, at some point we all fall short of this, but we make time for, for what matters. Absolutely. And, and as songwriters, if we believe that songwriting matters, then really we have to, we have to find a way to protect some time for it. Um, Oh, I think that's the most perfect way to end this first podcast back of a, a new season. I well, think that's the uh, the the perfect quote. I've written it down. I put a big circle around it. Look, <laughs> I've written that. And that's how much I love that. Oh well, there you go. Well, I see. Uh, it's it's a wonderful podcast, and we can say it's a Mary Poppins podcast. <laughs> it's practically perfect in every way. It's got every a good way. There'll the be no yeah. cutting and pasting of anything whatsoever in this podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> none, none whatsoever. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I've got a funny feeling we'll be circling back to this topic of developing as a songwriter again in the will. future because we've just scratched the surface here, I think, a little bit. But um, we'd love to hear from you if you're a new songwriter wanting to kind of level up your songwriting game uh, and, and let us know what challenges you face and uh, how you think you're getting on with that. Yeah, definitely. Thanks very much for joining us and we look forward to speaking with you again. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.